Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. This week, joining me as we go, boldly go, where no man has gone before, is Mr. Coach Mo Mahoney. Mo, welcome back again. Thanks, brother. Good to be here. It's good to have you once more, sir. And as we journey into the unknown, we journey to... Well, the new movie is Star Trek Beyond that we're going towards, but this week we'll be discussing Star Trek, the 2009 reboot. Next week will be Star Trek Into Darkness, and then the week following, Star Trek Beyond, as long as everything pans out the way it should. So, Mo, before we get into the movie this week, what have you been entertained by recently? And I hope you have a lot, because if it's me, it's nothing, because my, my Blu-rays are all put away, my, my time has been taken by my house, so... Tell me, what have you been entertained by? Because I need something. <laughs> uh, I've been really lucky. Um, my wife went to Montana to uh, spend time with family. Um, and so I've been by myself for the week. And uh, I've literally just kind of done whatever I wanted, which has been a lot of gaming. Uh, did some achievement hunting. Uh, played a lot of Destiny with a, a good friend of the That's Entertaining podcast, Mr. Dan Anthony. Shout out um, to Dan. Whoop, whoop. Uh, I got to just hang out with my dogs. I uh, went for a couple runs. Um, my my puppy finally can do a mile. So me and Bear have been been going out and putting some uh, tread on his tires, and he's doing pretty good. But I did a lot of golfing. And then um, the, the biggest thing that I did, the thing that was probably the most fun over the week, um, I've played probably 15 hours of Pokemon Go now. 15 hours? That was... I would I would guarantee at least 15 hours. It it's came out yesterday. For like, yeah, since yeah. yesterday. I did it all day yesterday. I drove all over San Antonio, hunting down, battling gyms. Uh, my character level is, I think, 11 now, 10. Um, and I've got four four Pokemon now that are all over the, the 400 hit mark. So I've, I've been mm-hmm. having, it's all I did yesterday, and it's all I've done today. Oh, wow. So, so Pokemon <laughs> Go speaks to you then. I've I've never I played Yellow uh, the the old one um, that's the only one I've ever actually beaten I've I've tried the Alpha Alpha Sapphire is that what it's called uh, yeah I don't know whatever um, I tried that one didn't like it I'm not a big Pokemon fan but what makes this so much fun is actually going to these different places in my town uh, battling other people like I met. Um, uh, a young lady and young man who I'm, I'm guessing were dating, uh, they were out hunting them down, and we ended up walking around together at the, the mall for, I want to say, like 20 minutes just talking. They were teaching me about Pokemon. They were uh, asking where I got a couple of the ones I already had. Um, and I was like, oh, I went downtown and did this. And I, oh, that's so cool. Uh, and then we kind of split ways. So it's just been a really fun, interactive way for me to go do my errands and look and see what's out there. So my comic book shop. Uh, has its own dojo or whatever they're called training center and so i've been helping them defend and battle it's it's been a lot of fun i'm having a really good time with this game that's pretty cool i mean is it gonna be like one of the what was it in the last thing nintendo mitomo where it's really hot for like a week and then everybody's like eh. um if they make some some user fixes uh that i i think the upgrade needs to be better um the training needs to be a little bit better we're Maybe you can challenge a friend or a computer or something. Uh, I think once they fix that, it's gonna, it's gonna, it can take off. If it stays the way it is, um, I don't know. I don't know what the lifespan would be. Because the problem that we're running into is 
I, I, I can spend an entire day driving all over town, eating out, um, hunting down Pokemon. How many kids can really do that? You know what I mean? Um, I, I was able to capture just yesterday. I captured over 110. Uh, today I've captured. Um, well, I've captured a lot of the same ones multiple times. Oh. Okay. And then I sacrifice them to the Pokedex, and then I get a what is it called? A, uh, whatever their candy is. Hold on. So, wait. You sacrifice the Pokemon for candy? Yeah. So Dude, check it out. No, um, you don't. Do I just that. I just caught um, a Pidgey. Now I already have the Max Pidgey. Um, which I named Big Bird, so I don't know what that's actually called. Uh, so what I do is I click on him. So where are you, Pidgey? You're going. You're going. Goodbye. You scroll down to the bottom. The bottom. You put transfer. Yes. Go to the professor. He gives you a piece of candy from that character, and then you use that to evolve your other ones. So Pidgey just got sacrificed. The high level one? No, the little one. So I can oh, okay. I can keep working on my high level ones. That's but yeah, I've probably caught. Because of my neighborhood, I think I probably caught like 30 of the actual Pidgey Pokemon, and those all count as catches. So you, what unique Pokemon do you have that are cool? Uh, the one that I like the most, um, I don't know how unique he is. Uh, I just caught a Bulbasaur uh, this morning uh, over at the Riverwalk, and so he was kind of a cool one to catch. But my favorite one so far has been Onyx, um, and I think it's because he's already at his max level. Like, he's already, you can't evolve him anymore. So those are probably the two that I've enjoyed the most and that I'm trying to find more of because I'd really love to get that Onyx to be higher power. That's pretty cool. So what was the first one that you got? Um, uh, Charlander? Charizard? What's his name? Charmander? Charmander, yeah. Where is he? But I can't find any of him, so I can't evolve him, so he just sits there at the bottom and I don't use him. So evidently... This game has not been eating up your battery if you can drive around all day. Uh, I have my Jeep. I have a 2012 Jeep Wrangler um, with a USB cable plugged in so I can charge my phone as I drive. So do you even get out of your car to go catch the Pokemon if you see one? And um, I have do. you caused any car accidents? Um, I don't, I don't uh, hunt. What do you mean? The, when you're trying to go track them down while I'm driving, what I do is I just let my phone charge. And I go wherever I was thinking of going. Um, there, you find the most at the highly populated places. So I've gone to like four different Riverwalk type mall outside areas where there are lots of people, and that's where I've been finding almost everything. Um, I'll park, walk around, get as many as I can. Um, the only time I've actually sat in the car is when I'm doing like the dojo training center battles, um, just because it's really hot out here in Texas. And it was 102 yesterday. So I sat in the car at the AC and played and let my phone charge. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I did yesterday and most of today. So I I guess congratulations. <laughs> um, I just wanted to try it. I've never been a big Pokemon person, and so this has been. Mm. I like that it has you uh, walk around and you're moving. Um, you know, I, yesterday I logged uh, almost thirty thousand steps. So I mean, I was moving, which is good. Uh, my wife was a little upset because we do, um, on our Apple iWatches, we compete against each other. And she was like, how am I supposed to compete with you walking around hunting Pokemon all day? <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know. Good luck. So, <laughs> well, but like we, that, that's pretty cool. I mean, at least it gets you, well, I mean, you're already pretty active, but it gets yeah. people moving around, I guess. See, that's what I was thinking. I, I think, you know, if, if I had a son or daughter, I would be like, 
you love Pokemon. Here's my phone. It, this is that shows you GPS road for road, so you know how to get home. Here's a backpack. Here's water. Here's <laughs> have fun. You know what I mean? Like I just I love the idea that we are playing something that has kids get active. But what makes me sad is if you live um, like I'm looking around my neighborhood right now. I have to walk. Uh, what was it? I, I marked it down. It's almost two and a half miles to the nearest um, Pokey stop. So. I have no problem walking two miles. Um, in fact, my dog and I ran there this morning so I could get the loot from it. So I took him, we ran a mile there, um, took the loot, and then came a mile back. So it's like two miles and some change. Um, but I bare had to walk because he's a pup. Uh, how many kids are going to be able to do that? You know what I mean? How many kids are his mom and dad going to be like, yeah, that's fine for you to go two miles up the street. So I, I kind of wish... Um, they kind of refine that algorithm for where the pokey stops were, or if you could set up your own that only you can see, so you can at least get something daily for signing in. I don't know. Um, there's some little stuff they got to fix, but I'm trying it out. Uh, a lot of my students and I have already been, you know, sharing which ones we catch. Uh, one of my kids um, scored this really cool-looking purple star thingy, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, where'd you get it at?" And he was like, "Oh, I was up in New Braunfels," and I was like, "Ah, do I want to drive 30 minutes to go catch one of these?" But just a lot of fun. Um, I'm enjoying that it's just something, you know, little and goofy, and I'm learning about Pokemon. Really cool. That's that's more intricate than I had anticipated it was. So I know that it's been a topic. A lot of people are playing it and doing it, obviously. I've seen a lot of articles about people causing traffic accidents or doing it in weird you know, I hope that's not things. true. I don't know if they are true. I mean, they have to be. Some of these articles have to be like hoaxes mm-hmm. at this point. But yeah, it's just it seems to be like it's it's really popular at least right now. So, is there any microtransactions or how do they make money off um, of this? Well, what I did was I was going to review it for the Play Some Video Games group, um, and so I just took I had a ten dollar iTunes card, and so I spent ten bucks on it. And so what you do is when you buy it. Um, you can use that $10 in exchange for uh, the Poke coins, um, is what they're calling them. And so then you can use those to buy things. So what I did, um, I bought one of everything so I could try everything out. The thing that I like the most um, that, that really helped me get a bunch of them, it's called the Lure Module, and you use it at a Poke Stop. So it's a little icon you click on your phone, it pulls it up, and then you can go ahead and... Uh, um, bring more Pokemon to that Pokestop you're at. Well, for 30 minutes, it's open for anybody. So anybody playing Pokemon Go can walk up to this Pokestop and go, oh, look, there's like 10 more Pokemon here than, than normally there are, and they can sit there you know, catching Pokemon for 30 minutes with you. So I did that once yesterday, and that's actually how I met uh, that young couple who was out there um, because they were like, oh, man, someone used one of these things, and they're catching them left and right and just got to talking. So pretty cool. It's it's a fun little setup. Like I just again, there's some little tweaks that 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 has to be made. Um, I I think they're gonna lose people because you'll have kids saying, "Mom, Dad, I can't catch anything because there's nothing around me," Um, and you know they're begging mom and dad to drive them, you know, ten minutes down the road or or over some parcels. So that's the only stuff where I'm kind of seeing. Like right now, if you look, um, I have the app open just in case something stumbles up on me. But if you look, literally, it's two miles in any direction. There's only one place for me to go from here. Um, again, I, I work out a lot. I run a lot. Uh, I bike. Um, 
so me and my dog's going for a run, not a big deal for me. But do you want your five-year-old wandering outside by himself because he can't find you in the house? So. So yeah. do you know, does this use like Google Maps or something for, for the yes. maps? Um, that's one of the ways you can, you can sign up. It's, it's through Google. So I'm guessing it is Google Maps. Very cool. Well, Mo, you've inspired me. I'll have to I'll have to give it more of a look than I have so far. So far, I've just logged on and got my initial Pokemon guy. I got Charmander, <laughs> but I mean, maybe tomorrow I can walk around a little bit and see if I can find any Pokemon or Poke Centers around and just see what it is that you're seeing in this game. Yeah, I just I love the the being able to catch and watch them evolve, and you know I'm super competitive. So the only reason I actually got into this is I, I hope he listens to this so he can hear it. Uh, our buddy Q was like, "Oh look, I'm already level five. Look at my Pokemon. He's always evolved." And I was like, "Fine, I'm gonna go get to whatever level he's at." Um, I actually ended up passing him uh, as of last night because last night we were talking on uh, Xbox Live and he goes, yeah, I'm at level eight. So before I went to bed, I made sure I got to nine. So I took the dogs out for a walk at two in the morning, making sure we, uh, we were catching more. <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty funny, I got to admit. You know, I'm, I'm very competitive. So any chance I get to, I get to compete, uh, I'm going to. So, Well, like I said, I'll give it a go. <laughs> you get it? Nailed it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, anything else you've been entertained by, good sir? I know this is taking up all of your time, obviously. Oh, no, I, lo- I love this. This is so much fun just to talk to you and hang out and hopefully find people who want to talk Pokemon Go with me and teach me the ways of the Pokey. Um, I actually just bought uh, about $70 for the comics because of you uh, and our buddy neat. Steve. Yeah, um, I bought issues one and two for all of the DC Rebirths. Oh, very cool. So I got Aquaman here, Batman, Superman, uh, Arrow, Justice League. So I bought a bunch of them because uh, you guys were telling me it was good. So I'm going to give DC a try with some Batman tonight before I go to bed. Read the Rebirth first. Read the Rebirth first? Okay. Yeah, there's one that's actually called Rebirth. Read that one before you read anything else. Okay. So you should be good. But that's cool. I, I'm looking forward to see what you think because I actually, honestly, I haven't had a chance to read mine yet, but I know Steve has. Um, but uh, I, I've heard nothing but good about most of it. There are some that are just kind of like, eh, but I'm looking forward to reading it personally when I get a chance to. Um, and definitely, I don't know if you have yet, but check out the Captain America um, mm. Steve Rogers ones. Mm, you, you know my rule of Captain America. No Captain America is good Captain America. <laughs> Oh, Mo. Don't even know how he's a superhero. More like a super jerk. Oh, got the captain. What you going to do about it? Because she died in Civil War in real life. Hashtag captain change. (laughs) All right. So before we go any further, how about we talk our entertaining discussion for this week of Star Trek? super jacked when you asked me uh, if I wanted to do this one because um, I have uh, I hated Star Trek like growing up I thought it was pointless meaningless I didn't want anything to do with it if it was on I would just go somewhere else um, and I actually saw this movie in theaters three times because the first time it was so good three times wow yep uh, those were consecutive like like I went watched out of the theater bought another ticket went 
walked out of the theater, bought another ticket, went, and then went home. Going, that was amazing. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I I bought it on Blu-ray. Uh, watch it. It's one of my one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, but it's the only Star Trek movie that I've liked yet. Still, I didn't like uh, the second one. So Beyond. what is it? What is it that? You said that growing up you didn't like it. You would always kind of yep. wander out of the room or whatever. What yep. is it about this one that makes you enjoy it? Okay, so the, the reason I didn't like the old one, um, it was super, super cheesy um, as far as, like, what was happening. Like, I never felt they were serious. I'm like, you're in space. Like, space is kind of serious business. You are basically a traveling planet. Um, and so I never enjoyed the humor or when they tried to do humor. Um, the movies before that... The only one that I could stand is the one with the whale. I can't even tell you which one that was. The you know journey about? home, or something. Mm-hmm. something the one that had the whales home? in it. Yeah, sure. Um, and I only liked it because I'm a super big fan of whales and just sea life and ocean stuff. So, um, <laughs> hated it, hated it, hated it. Hashtag. Uh, okay. The reason. Hashtag. Woo. Yep. Sea world for life. Um, <laughs> so the reason I like this one so much, uh, it reset that tone. Of being serious, being intentional with how these characters are and the relationships they're building. Um, but it changed all the preconceived stuff. So when they did that whole um, timeline split where they basically said, hey, everything before this is no longer canon because we split it. We got rid of that. That got me so hyped because now we're in the situation where they can do whatever they want and they can take that more serious path, which in the first one I felt like they did. Um, which, in this 2009 movie, they did when, when they yeah. blew up planet Vulcan at the beginning, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. So they they just they changed that whole prior timeline from all the movies and things before. They got rid of all that stuff. Which, again, for somebody who didn't like any of those and wasn't a big fan, the only character I did like uh, was Spock, um, and I actually prefer the Quinto Spock over the Nimoy. Um, I know a lot of people are going to take that as sacrilege, but I thought he was a much better Spock, um, more more the way I expected Spock to be. Because, you know, he is that whole half-human, half-Vulcan uh, thing. Well, in the TV show and the movies with, with Nimoy, you never saw the human part. Like, it was always the same face. It was always the same, well, that's not logical. And then he does the illogical thing. Well, it still wasn't logical, even though I just did it. Where this Spock, you can te- you can see like that pull between, do I do it this way, being logic based, or why would it be better for me to do it the other way? And he uses the actual logic of this is the best decision for this circumstance, not well this is what the numbers say, so I'm going to do it that way. Um, I just felt that the way they did the Quinto character was so much better, um, and I still don't like Kirk. Not a big Kirk fan, uh, but Chris Pine did a great job. Um, bringing, did you catch you know, Thor as his dad? <laughs> I did. Uh, that was uh, Chris Helmsworth, right? Yeah, in the beginning. Um, who was the mom? I don't know. Is she anybody I feel, special? I don't know. I just feel like that's something we should know. Um, <laughs> it's Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Kirk? Mrs. Kirk, cool. Um, so I really enjoyed, um, I think it was the Morris Morrison, Jennifer Morrison. I want to, I think that's what it was, because she's from a TV show I like. Um, the actress but, that played her? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 
Um, I again, I just enjoyed this batch of characters better. I liked. Um, I think both Bones are pretty comparable. Um, I think that the TV show one had that same level of sarcasm and humor. Um, so I kind of enjoyed that they had both. But uh, I just I love the character development they had. And Simon Pike, um, he Simon plays Peg. Uh, Peg. Sorry, he plays um, uh, Uncar Platt. Scotty. <laughs> and so he does he's he's hilarious. Like I, I could watch almost any movie with him and I think I have. So did you know that he was in The Force Awakens? Was he really? Mm-hmm. As who? Uncar Plot at Jakku. The guy that says For what you've brought me today, I will give you a quarter portion. No, that's him? Yeah. Are you serious? I did not know that. That's so cool. <laughs> Way to go, Simon. You're the you're the man. <laughs> so we in this movie, um, 2009, first off, and it it looks pretty good still today, wouldn't you say? I mean, you watch it mm-hmm. and it, the effects are still really good. I don't think we've really had any advancements in effects very much since then. And this is obviously J.J. Abrams that directed this film, and a lot of people say. That if you like this movie, you're not a fan of Star Trek proper, like the original Star Trek. You're more of a fan of Star Wars because they call this kind of like the Star Wars version of Star Trek. What do you think of that? That seems kind of ridiculous to me. Like, I don't support it. Only, like, I'm sorry, like, you might like your canon of... I don't even know what what is there in the old ones to like. Like I'm sorry, like I am not trying to be rude to anybody. It's Starfleet. It's so uh, in the old one, it's all about the diplomacy, the discussions, uh, more you know thinking than action. Mm-hmm. And in this one, there's a lot more action than there is thinking. So it's kind of the opposite of what they used to have, and that's it, kind it, of the the um, the comment that's being made about it. But in this situation, could you have asked uh, Nero, hey, hey, sir, I, I know you're busy like blowing up planets and destroying entire civilizations, but can we talk about this and maybe find a, a good way for us to resolve our differences? That, 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 that dude was nuts. I'm sorry. I don't remember the actor who played him, but... Eric Bannon. Eric Bannon? Oh, my... Wasn't he a Hulk? Yeah. Uh, like that name. I knew I liked him. Um, <laughs> but that character was just psycho. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you're not going to – there's no situation where you diplomatically resolve the fact that he wants to end all of you. Like, when a bad man has decided to do bad things, you have got to do something about it, and talking about it is not the right way. Oh, sure. I mean, there comes a <laughs> point where you just got to stop him by any means necessary. But the – I think the the thought is in this movie is like they don't even try to negotiate really, but they do in a bit or in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they when, do when they first like, hey, we're gonna offer you assistance if you want it, but then he's like, no, I'd rather die, you know. Mm-hmm. So no, they they give him the opportunity. Um, they send somebody over there. That's how you know uh, they get on top of the sh- or get in the ship is because they try to do it you know diplomatically. And he says. You know, send send me your captain. Blah, blah. Well, what happens to the captain? He, he tries to murder him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, there was no way diplomatically to stop Nero. He wanted everyone dead. He and 
anybody who's ever like love love somebody where they're the reason you wake up in the morning if you lose that person i i understand how they made that character become just batshit crazy oh bleep cat noise sorry about that um <laughs> dang it now we have to rate it t i think we get one s word but we get one we have to go explicit okay all right good so sorry about that um before the guy goes nuts and he loses the person that he loves and and that was a great way to start that that character when you understand like that he's lost everything he held dear his whole planet and that's why he's trying to act this revenge but at the same time like once you try to talk it out if the bad person still wants to do bad things you got to stop the bad person and that's what like i don't understand how they can be like well they weren't diplomatic enough the dude's trying to kill everyone I'm sorry, like, there is not a diplomatic way to stop that. No, but there is a way to jump down and have an awesome free fall sequence and then I have guess. a sword fight. Which are things that should happen in 90% of movies. <laughs> I mean, when you... Su- the suits that they wear for that free fall, doesn't it just remind you of, like, Halo or Destiny? I went Master Chief, like, when I saw it. I'm like, hold on. Star Trek, if you don't make them green... <laughs> Something bad's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, with this movie overall, when you look at this movie as a whole, what what are your thoughts? What do you think of when you think of Star Trek now? So, if I if I'm to tell you Star Trek, or if I say that word or that title to you, what what comes to mind? What comes to mind is friendship through all odds. I I love how Chris Pine. And Leonard Nimoy have that talk. And Leonard Nimoy basically is like, hey, um, you, I, I think I'm remembering that right. Where he's like, we were best friends. And he was like, that guy? I have and, been and I always will be your friend. Yep. yep. And so then those two, when Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, the new Kirk and Spock, build that relationship, that was like, okay, now we know how they became friends. Because there's never a moment, um, to my knowledge, from the old TV shows where you go, hey, this is how uh, Spock and, and, and um, Kirk became buddies. And from their movies, because, again, I had family who was huge into Star Trek, um, and I've always been a sports person, so it was really hard for me to get into. And that was just the one that I couldn't deal with. And then now, like, I'm going to go see the third one because of Chris Pine, Dr. Quinto. Like, I love that bond that they have. Um, the last movie I wasn't in love with, like I, I didn't buy it on Blu-ray because it wasn't one that, you know, I was diehard like, yeah, that was awesome. It was like, oh, okay. I don't know who this guy is, so I don't know why he's important. Uh, Khan. That's that the right name? Yes. Well, yeah. yes and no. Okay. <laughs> but um, so when I see that friendship, that's what's going to pull me back to the next one. So now when I think of Star Trek, I think of that first movie, and that's where, where my heart goes to because – I love that first movie. I love them starting over the clean slate, making it a little more modern, making the relationship stronger, and really showing us how they became a group. Because now we have a foundation where when you see this third one, you're going to remember that uh, Spock and Yahura had a little relationship. Okay? that That's awesome to me. We're going to know these backstories already. Uh, and thinking of this, too, when I think of Star Trek and I think of this movie – the the coming together of the crew. I mean, that's really what I think of is, uh, you know, you got all the the big players coming together. You got Bones, you got Kirk, 
Spock, Uhura, um, you got uh, Chekhov, you got Sulu. They're all just kind of coming together, and you kind of understand how they come to be a close-knit team because of this movie. So it's one of those things where in with with Star Trek, unlike you know any superhero movies, they don't have superpowers, obviously. It's all about the charisma. It's all about how they, as a crew, interact with each other and how you know their adventures really tell those stories. Whereas with a superhero, it's an individual thing. It's a good versus evil, right? Well, in Star Trek, it's not really that way, is it? It's more of a, hey, uh, you know, I'm the captain. Yeah, but I need you guys to help me with this. You know, the Captain Kirk could be a hothead kind of guy, but in the end of the day, if he doesn't have his crew with him, his friends, and if they're not forged through the experiences that they have, it's going to be one of those things where, yeah, it doesn't really matter because you don't have a whole team, but this movie is the formation of that team. It brings that soul, that bond, uh, that carries, you know, you could you could watch this movie and it'd be great. But the fact that you get another movie and you get a third movie coming with the same crew, it's amazing. And you could watch this movie and then go back and watch like the original movies or the original, you know, the TV show and kind of have maybe a little bit more understanding about, oh, these are these characters. Yeah, they're they're the original versions of them, but they're still shadows of what you understand from this movie because, obviously, this is more our time frame, right? Mm-hmm. This These set of movies are our Star Trek in a way that the other Star Treks weren't really ours. Now, for me, my Star Trek, I really I like the Next Generation Star Trek. I think Picard still is my favorite of all the captains. And, you know, the Next Generation crew with Data, with Geordi... Uh, with Riker and everybody, I just I like that crew, and I thought that they had some good movies with them. There were some stinkers there too, but they're always there. Seems to be like off and on type movies with Star Trek, and it's just that crew is still my crew, the Next Generation crew. But this crew is probably my second, um, and then I honestly, honestly like Voyager's crew as well. So I, I have a little bit more Star Trek kind of pedigree, I guess you could say. Uh, than mm-hmm. what you might be exposed to. His this is definitely when you think of Star Trek, right? This is definitely what you think of this crew. This is your Kirk. This is yep. your captain, and this is your ship. Yep, uh, almost hundred percent. Like when I when you say Star Trek, this is the group I go to. I don't I don't think of anybody else. Yeah. So I mean, and, and that's that's fine, right? Because it's a great crew. It's a great group, and it, they're very compelling to watch. And they they were cast really well. I know Chris Pine, he's obviously not William Shatner, and that's a good thing, honestly, mm-hmm. because William Shatner is sometimes William Shatner instead of, instead of Kirk, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think that Chris Pine really brings a great you know presence to this role, and like you said, Quinto is a really good Spock, and Carl Urban, I think is his name, is a really good Bones. It's just the crew is really, really well cast, and if you don't have a good cast... If all of them are cast perfectly except for one, then you're kind of like, eh, weak link, right? Mm-hmm. But they're all cast perfectly. And I do want to make mention, too. So, unfortunately, uh, just recently, the actor that played, um, oh, I can't think of his name. Uh, right my head. Anton Yelchin? Yeah. The, he played Chekhov, right? Yeah, he yeah, played he Chekhov. Passed. So, Yelchin, he, he just recently died. And so... Uh, it was a tragic accident that, you know, 
is going to leave a scar on you know the the franchise as a whole yeah. and on the fan base because he was he was really good he was a young actor he did a really good job with with Chekhov and now what do you do you know how is that going to affect the story going forward you're going to miss that core component of the crew and it was just it's just really sad to see that that happened but that's just one of those things where how do you think that they go on now do you think they go on with a, a fourth film because obviously his his work was complete for the new movie mm-hmm. but do you think with with his passing that they will somehow either write off his character do you think they would try to recast or do you think that they go on at all um I think recasting is one of those those things that I've never been okay with. Um, I really appreciated in the latest Fast and Furious uh, after Paul Walker passed away. Um, they had his brother come in to fill the roles from the movie, but they're not they're not going to talk about that character, and you're not going to see that character in the next one. You know, they're going to say, "Nope, uh, he's got his own story now." Um, and with this, I'm hoping they don't recast because I, I just don't think it would be natural. I don't think it would be good. You're not you're going to go. Uh, why did they move? It's the same thing in the Avengers when they recasted um, Iron Man's homie. What's his name? Rhodey. Falcon. Rhodey. Um, when they recast, you know that was that's you know tough pill to swallow. Um, it's a, I, I just don't like the idea of recasting this. I would love it if they read it off where uh, everyone you know Kirk is asleep. Um, it's it's Sulu and um, uh, Chekhov, and someone attacks and the, the bridge gets blown up. And they find just you know Sulu, um, they don't find Chekhov, and then it's it's a battle for survival and, and fighting whoever this new attacker is. Um, I would love you know if you sent him out in a way where where he's saving the the people as best he can. Um, but how do you do it? What what's possible? I don't know. I, I just hope they don't recast. I, I think that'd be just it'd be tough to handle yeah. a new a new Chekhov. So. Yeah, I, and I think that that's you know not very tasteful to to recast somebody, uh, especially uh, like we've talked about a, a core member of the team, and I think that the in my mind the best scenario would be for them to somehow write him off, you know how he's either elsewhere doing something else or he's you know maybe passed in battle somehow, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where. It's a tough. It's a tough situation to to go out, you know. And I, I can think. I can feel for these people as they go out and they promote this new movie that they're missing a member of their team that they've yeah. no doubt come to know really well over the filming of these past three movies. So it's 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 a terrible situation to be in and very tragic. Uh, I just I wonder how it will affect the future of the Star Trek franchise. So, any final thoughts on the Final Frontier, the 2009 Star Trek? If you're listening to this and you've never been a Star Trek fan like myself, give this movie a watch. Um, it's it's an amazing movie with an awesome story. The character development is so much fun. Uh, the things you're you're learning. Um, probably my my favorite part is is watching young young Spock uh, and young Kirk. And the ways they were they were growing up and and kind of changing who they were, but I the thing that always draws me back to why I love it is them resetting the lore, them saying everything that you thought was canon we just threw out the window and we're doing it over again. 
because some of that old canon wasn't it wasn't good yet because people hadn't perfected uh, the craft of writing. And so I'm so excited to see where they take these stories. I'm so excited to see how these characters grow. And again, like you were talking, I really want to see this team um, be led by Captain Kirk and and the adventures and things they're going to do in these next movies. Yeah, and this movie too, like like you said, if you've not been a Star Trek fan, you've not really been a, a space or a sci-fi fan at all, Star Trek is a sci-fi movie, yeah, but it's actually just a really good story. Mm-hmm. So if you go into it thinking that you'll get a good story, that's what you'll get. You'll get good story, good acting, and, you know, it's worth the ride. And, yeah. you know, this movie gets a lot of, you know, criticism for the use of, uh, what is it? what's it called, lens flare. Because... Mm-hmm. J.J. Abrams is very fond of his lens flare, but, you know, it really kind of fits the aesthetic that they created for this remake of the Star Trek universe. Kind of that very clean, very crisp look with that, you know, those sharp kind of lights and lines that kind of create that lens flare effect. It just, it works for me as the aesthetic. So check this movie out if you've never even seen a Star Trek movie and you just want to, you know, kind of broaden your horizons a little bit with sci-fi. This is a good starting point for sci-fi. It's a, it's very engrossing, good storytelling, and it holds up today. You know, this is, this is from in 2009, so this is seven years later, and it's still a good story, good watch. I'd, I recommend it. So, that brings us to the conclusion of this particular episode. Next week, we will be discussing Star Trek Into Darkness, and, you know, that'll be another step as we get to Star Trek Beyond later this month. So, Mo, anything? Uh, are you on Twitter, on Xbox? Do you want anybody to interact with you at all? Yeah, uh, feel free. On Twitter, it's uh, at Coach Hulk. And on Xbox, it's at Coach Mahoney. Um, with a space between Coach Mahoney on, on Xbox Live. Um, I'm always I'm always up to, to talk and hang out. And if you ever want help with you know anything sport-related, um, I've noticed that's been the, the biggest thing that I've been doing on Twitter is uh, friends will message me, you know, how, how, how would you do this? Or what's, what, should, what workout should I do? Um, I'm, I'm always around to help if you need anything. Uh, and I just like talking to people. So, Very cool. And if you need help with Pokemon, you know who to ask. <laughs> I'm still learning on that one. I'm still, <laughs> still picking, up, picking up Pokemon lore. But, again, I, I highly recommend it if you ever want to just try it. And you're going to get a lot of steps in if you're doing it right. There you go. So exercise and gaming, what can go wrong? <laughs> so for me, you can catch me on Twitter. I am at Sith Nightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E, and I am on Xbox Live at Spider Jedi. So if you want to you know, interact with us at all, feel free to do so either on Xbox or I'm also on PlayStation, the same thing, uh, or on Twitter. The show is on Twitter at EntertainingPod. You can send us an email. That's entertaining at gmail.com. So, that'll do it for us this week. We thank you for listening, and we hope that you have been entertained.